What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we're coming to you from a couple of places live on the internet. We're live over on Crowdcast. We're live on YouTube. Or maybe you're hearing the audio podcast later, wherever you listen to audio podcasts. That is all good. Bam! We're excited to have you out tonight. Just like a little extra juice there. You know what I'm talking about? We need it. Oh, Alex, you play that so loud, I think it cracked my tooth. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> now, this is a different tooth you cracked than the previous tooth, right? Yes, I've got good luck when it comes to dentistry. Dustin and the well people. I'm really going as some Lloyd Christmas cosplay here from Dumb and Dumber. Now, you were out shooting your show. Did they bring you on for like a fun bit and your tooth fell out into a drink or something? Uh, that would be a fun bit. My tooth fell out at lunch in Portland, Ooh. Oregon. <laughs> the least fun place for it to happen. And I swallowed it, I think. Was you swallowed it? Yeah, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And um, I'll never know. I think you will if you poop it out. Oh, that's the part we weren't saying, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Pete. Why don't we move on to some other things? There's a couple of things that, that we got to mention here at the top. First of all, last week, we mentioned to you all that we were giving away some tickets for Superman and Lois, the panel over at the Pally Center in L.A. for their Pally Fest. Uh, and if you are interested in some of those tickets, hit us up at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. We still got a couple of pairs we can give away, but we got another giveaway going. Riverdale is also having a panel, and we that are giving old it show? out. Uh, it just got picked up for season seven. So there you go. Great Big news, news, breaking news right here on the podcast. But we are giving away a bunch of pairs of tickets through a giveaway. You got to go to Twitter for that one, twitter.com slash Riverdale Dark. But that is on, yeah, that is uh, two Saturdays from now as we're taping it. But we got a bunch of pairs of tickets we can give away. They're totally free. Uh, and it should be good. The whole cast is going to be there. They're going to have a screening. It should be super, super fun. So check that out. Now, next thing to mention to you all, we've been asking folks to do this over the past couple of weeks, to leave us a comment, a rating, and a comment there on we go. iTunes. We're not not here. We're going, Pete. Yeah. We're not going there we go. Let's get ready. Oh, my God. We've been uh, getting suggestions, which is really lovely and a wonderful thing for listeners of the show to do. And we would never insult them or put anything down about what they're asking. Right, no, Pete? Don't we That's lead correct. the witness. Yes, absolutely. That's correct for everyone. In any case, what we've been asking people is to relieve a rating and a comment and then a suggestion for a book that we should review on the show. It could be an old graphic novel, something new, maybe a comic we missed. This week on the Stack Podcast, a request from C. Sash. We're going to be talking about the Adventure Zone here. There be Gerblins. So we'll be talking about that. But we get a new request here that I'm going to read off. This is from Ziesh on iTunes. Three of the most laid-back nerds on the internet make for the best Shots comic fired. book. Shots oh, fired right there. Look at that. That's nice. Oh, okay. That is here is your problem. We're just going to stop here. Your problem is being called a nerd. Uh, right, Pete? No, I love being called the nerd. That's is it laid back? Nice. Is that your problem? Yeah, don't ever call me laid back. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, here's the thing, Pete. I think we have some um, uh, some stuff brewing in the comments that I feel like demands your but attention. No, let's ignore that. Let's focus on what's happening in the show, which is from a comment from Liwana Nana. Pete, did you give Kitten her six p.m. treat? <laughs> Pete, it's seven. And oh I my gotta god! Know. <laughs> the kid, not, not the kid doesn't have a treat. You get out of here! Give Go, kid the treat. Can we please talk it's, about the? It sounds like you are laid back when it comes to kid treats. 
<laughs> a little too laid back for a kid's taste. On Tuesdays, her, uh, you know, she's got to step up and, uh, you know, help me out with it. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. He has to step up? Yeah. An hour before the show, would you show up 10 minutes before the show? She's got to step up and Kitten yeah. has to die for lack of treats. That's Interesting. Right. Right. Anyway, let's get into this comment. Back. Yeah, sure, three of the most yes. uh, redacted nerds on the internet make for the best comic podcast out there. These guys are just so gosh darn entertaining and have put me on some of my new favorite boom books. Comic Wreck for the Stack, Spider-Man Rain. I read this oh. when I was younger and cried my eyes out, then grew up to find out everybody else hated it. It's my favorite comic of all time, and I feel like many miss the point. This most hated aspect, we all know what that is, makes perfect sense because Spider-Man will always be a foil to Peter Parker Absolutely love the show, guys. So, Ash, thank you so much for the suggestion. We're not going to come up with any objections or concerns now, but no. we are going to talk about Spider-Man Rain uh, on no. next week's episode of The Stack and review it. Oh, Pete, that's right. Yeah. You wanted to take a blind I want, vote. I wanted to take a vote here because, Justin, here's the thing, right? We have talked about Rain a lot. It comes up a bunch, especially when we're talking about arcs we didn't like or things that we didn't think went well. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you know, should we revisit this, you know, especially if it's already such a touch point that we talk about a lot or, uh, you know, I mean, obviously. So you're saying, Pete, and I think this is fair. You're saying, should we address the specific thing that the guy asked us to address or should we take a vote on it and ignore it? Right, Pete? No, I'm saying let's take a vote on it. And maybe, you know, we can, uh, you know, have them circle back around with another book or whatever if we feel like, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. just because somebody's when a comic, like, hey, when a request that book comes you in. hate, reread that. Well, hold on, Justin, before you vote, uh, I made a prediction before the show. Pete and I were talking about this a little bit. And I no. made a prediction that maybe the vote, if he brought it to a vote, would be two to one. I didn't want to point any fingers. I didn't know who would vote for and who would be against. But I thought maybe two to one. So why don't we take a quick vote? Uh, who would but like the to talk? The vote is always going to be two to one. Just so we're clear. There's never... <laughs> who uh, who just real quick, uh, just off the top of their heads, and if we want to do a blind vote, uh, we can all we can close our eyes. Ready? Let's all... close our eyes. Let's all and the commenters can let us know who votes. So everybody close your eyes. Okay, my eyes are closed. All right. Who would like to talk about Spider-Man Rain? Raise your hand. Okay, all right, everybody count to that. Now, who would not like to talk about Spider-Man Rain? Raise your hand. Because okay, we already talked okay, about it so it much. Okay, so commenters, uh, what was that? Was that a uh, all three? A four to one? Oh, my God, four to one in favor? Or, wow, three. It's Pete great. was psyched. Three to oh, three boy. zero. Uh, now, one, I, I guess we're going to have to talk about them because it was four to one. Uh, the other little detail I'll mention is one of Pete's injections before the show is we just talked about that book a little while ago. And then I, I very casually mentioned Pete that it came out 16 years ago. So, you know. Yeah. The what only thing time? I remember about when we reviewed is that book anyone? is we did a full screen graphic of the panel in question of the Spider-Man's ween and our live show. Yeah, we did <laughs> The junk to death, you know, that's why so I'm like, why don't you look beyond the junk, Pete, this time? Yeah, I think this is a fantastic suggestion. I'm very look excited to revisit this because we have joked about it for years. So it'll yeah. be really interesting to actually read it again and revisit this book. Now, we got one last thing to talk about before we get to our great guest today. So for those of you who've watched the show Peacemaker, you might know that in episode five, he introduces a cocktail called the Peace Train. The Peace Train is made with gin 
vermouth, vinegar, peppercorns, maple syrup, and yak butter or regular butter if you can't find yak. So obviously a gross drink. I don't even think he likes it, if I remember correctly, in the show. Uh, but Will on our Patreon Slack provided a challenge to Stray Bullet, Brett Macris, our resident Stray, CBC Stray chef, Bullies. to great, try to come up with a way of making this cocktail, but making it work. And in fact, that is exactly what he did. I'm going to bring, I hope this is all right, uh, Stray Bullet, but I'm going to bring up your recipe here on the screen for anybody who watching live. This is a recipe that is called, oh, here we go. I don't know why that didn't work. Uh, this is a recipe that is called, well, that's just not working. There you go. Uh, what a bummer. Uh, okay, so this is Will's Peacekeeper is the name of it. It's two ounces of gin that has been fat washed, an ounce of sweet vermouth, a teaspoon of maple syrup, a teaspoon of rice wine vinegar, and then a pinch of pink peppercorns cracked and placed on top. Uh, so I made that over there, and I'll tell you what. It's not terrible. Hmm. There you go. There you go. So I say a success. Yeah. Like, the thing is, for anybody who hasn't fat washed, this was... Did you discover this, Justin? Justin no. fat washes. I, <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I, we talked about it. I don't remember why. There you was a TikTok you go that did all it. It's basically like... You take a fat, mix it with the liquor, and then skim off the fat. Yes. Um, I tasted the gin. I made it with salted butter. And it's very weird just because you're getting the taste of gin, but then you're like, oh, this is like salty and creamy at the same time. So kudos to Will. Kudos to Stray Bullet for this awesome recipe, making this work. This is very cool. There you go. Nice. And if you'd like to participate in all the fun, patreon.com slash comic book club. It's like taking a bartending class somehow. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Very weird, but it's turned out that way. Why don't we bring in our guest, one of our favorite guys to have here on the show. He is the writer of a new novel that just came out called Secret Identity. Alex Segura, everybody. Hello. Hey, hey. Good to see everybody. It's like old home week. Oh, yes. Wow. Uh, congratulations on the release of your book. It came out a week ago, so if anybody wants to check it out. On my birthday. Can... Oh, oh, happy birthday. I didn't demand it. I didn't walk into my editor's office and say, this has to come out on my birthday. Wait, what were you more Here's excited about? Your present. birthday or your book birthday? My book, because I'm not excited about being 42. I mean, it's fine. It's just not. Not something that's you're good, like, this uh, is going to be, uh, this is it. <laughs> that's a good nerd number, though. That's Douglas yeah. Adams. That's the yeah, exactly. life. Sure. That's true. Yeah, it's not a bad year. Yes. Let's talk about your book, then, instead. This book is great. Uh, as usual, this is a, not as usual, but you write a lot of mysteries. This is a mystery. But it also finally brings in comic books to your work, which is the other side of your life. Uh, you, I assume you have two sides, and that's pretty much it. I'm two people. Yeah, you're two people. <laughs> uh, but why was this the right time to write a mystery specifically about the comic book world? Um. You know, I think this this novel, Secret Identity, is so layered. I, I don't know if I could have done it out of the gate. Like, my first novel was a PI novel, and so it was me kind of feeling and figuring out how to write a novel. And then after that, it became a series. And um, 
I think by the end of it, when I finished up the Pete Fernandez books, I really wanted to do something different, tonally different. And I always loved the idea of doing a noir novel set in comics. Um, mm -hmm. But I also wanted it, you know, for me, my favorite books take me somewhere else. They make me learn about a different culture, a different industry, a different world or time. Um, and though comics are pretty standard for all of us, like it's what we consume all the time, like the casual person doesn't know how a comic is made or what the industry was like in the seventies. Um, so I thought that, I thought that would be a really interesting setting. And I was reminded of a thought I had like forever ago when I read Michael Chabin's Cavalier and Clay, amazing adventures of Cavalier and Clay. I remember reading it and loving it and thinking, this is amazing. This book was written just for me, but I also remember wanting to read those escapist comics in the book. I wanted mm -hmm. to read like, cause you're right, reading the prose about it. And I'm like, I want to read, just give me the comic. Like I'll, I'll come <laughs> back to the book. Um, it's not a criticism. They eventually did that in a really cool yeah. meta, meta way at, at dark horse. But um, I thought, wouldn't it be neat to have the comics like interspersed in the novel? So that's when I first started toying with that idea. Um, and it really just felt like the culmination, like, okay, I've, I know how to write a novel. I've done six of them already. I think I can do this. I can kind of level up at this moment and I can throw in the comic pages and not make it seem like, oh, he's just showing off, but it's actually something that, you know, is in conversation with the pros. Um, let me show you one of the sequences. Yeah, they're by Sandy Gerald, who is amazing. I should be faster on the draw with this. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No. Oh, all I was going to say was the sequences are great because they're, they're not just spot illustrations. There's multiple pages and everything like that. So, uh, I mean, maybe you were just getting to this, but I was curious how you handled the pacing because obviously the pacing of when you're reading a prose page is going to be different from when you're reading a comic book page. So how did you make sure that sort of timed out correctly in your head? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I outline pretty tightly. I mean, I outline so I know the structure of the book and I know the ending, but I also leave enough room that, you know, if a character does something that's not in the outline, it's okay. I can kind of follow them along and ride the wave and still still adhere to the outline. But in the outline, I had the comic book sequences as interludes, like short a short sentence or two saying like, this is what the comic sequence is going to be and how it reflects like the prose that came before and how it kind of tees up what's next. So when Sandy, the artist, Sadie Gerald read, he read the whole novel, but when he read the outline, he saw the interludes and he kind of picked up on how they were supposed to evoke what, what had just happened, which he was like the perfect choice. I mean, he was, he's just like such a, yeah. not only a great artist, but a student of comic history. And he does this thing that it's, it's hard to pinpoint, but he's not imitating anyone. It's not like it's Sandy doing Frank Miller or it's Sandy mm -hmm. doing like Gene Colan. It's Sandy drawing like Sandy, but he's evoking the style which I think is really, it's a very nuanced distinction, but he does a great job. Who were your big comic influences when you were putting this together? Um, hmm. I read a lot of Jim Starlin, a lot mm. of Steve Gerber. I reread Miller's Daredevil stuff. I read oh, wow. a lot of female-led 70s superhero books like Spider-Woman. I ended up doing a deep dive on that um, up through the Claremont run and Miss Marvel, some of the Wonder Woman 70s stuff. And I did a lot of like research just on what comics, comics, books, books about comics and the industry <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that part next, because obviously you didn't exactly live through the seventies in the comic, <laughs> <laughs> comic book industry or no, in New York. So, yeah. 
a very Luther, young uh, copywriter, <laughs> a, a precocious little baby in the yeah. world of comics, uh, holding a cigar what, in the bullpen. Come on, that was I you. was a toddler when I started at DC. <laughs> did you? So, what did you look to in particular? I mean, were there any specific reference texts on both sides, either for comic books or for just New York in the seventies that you looked at? The the big one for the New York stuff was um, this book by Will Hermes, who's a music critic. Um, it's called Love Goes to a Building on Fire. And it's basically a musical history through the prism of his youth, like growing up in New York um, of the 70s. And so it talks about not just the CBGB stuff and Max's Kansas City, but also Latin music, uh, jazz, disco, uh, you know, and the avant-garde. And I thought that was so, it just gave me a nice texture of what the music scene was like and different venues and what was happening in New York that in that decade. So that was really helpful. Um, and in terms of comics, I'd read a, ton, a lot of them already just being that kind of reader. I love reading about comics and the industry and the, the characters in history. But um, so it's funny because when I started the book, I was like, oh, this will be easy because I've read all these books. But then I realized I needed to do a much deeper dive. Like it couldn't just be like, oh, I read Marvel, the untold story. So I'm going to write a whole novel about the 70s in comics. <laughs> um but I read, you know, one of the books that stood out to me was the, you know, uh, the Wonder Woman book that Jill Lepore wrote about kind of the untold history of Wonder Woman, um, oh, yeah. which was really inspirational because, you know, we obviously know uh, Moulton Marston is the co-creator of Wonder Woman, but there were all some secret unknown co-creators that she uncovered, like his wife and his his partner and, and people that had influence on the, the genesis of one of the biggest pop culture characters in history. Another one was um, this graphic novel that Mark Tyler Nobleman did with um, Ty Templeton called um, Bill the Boy Wonder about Bill Finger. And this was before, mm. you know, Bill Finger got the credit that he now has. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he had a huge influence on the creation of Batman and um, for many decades was kind of forgotten. And uh, it's a tragic story. And comics is full of stories like that. So those were important. Another really big one was... Um, David Haju's um, The Tencent Plague, which is not set in the 70s. It's about the 50s kind of government inter interjection in comics, especially the EC comics of, of the era and how it basically gutted the industry. And some say irrevocably, like it changed the, the course of comic book history into more of a mainstream superhero driven medium. Um, but the reason that book resonated more than I thought it would is because it starts off with the author interviewing this woman who worked in comics at that time for EC, I believe. And she just was never able to find her way back to the industry. So she was kind of like washed away by those committees and, you know, the outcry. And um, that's really when it all clicked into place when I was like, well, what if this novel is about a woman who writes this character an anonymously and then her collaborator is murdered. So no one knows she's written it. And she had the only, the only way she can reclaim her, her character is by solving the murder of her friend. Not a great friend, I should say, because he should have put her name on it. Or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, so. I love what you're saying about the comic book history because I feel like we tend to, like, airlock, like, golden age, silver age, modern age, and just be like, as if they're separate when it's like, oh, it's the same people, mostly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I mean, all... it blurs together. Like, you know, yeah, they're so creators that, that, yeah. I mean, research on like, that note, I mean, obviously, like, you're writing fiction, so it's going to be kind of a wash anyway. But was there any temptation there to make people specific analogs to characters from comic books of the from the comic book industry of the era? Um, you know, I tried to purposely avoid that because I think one of the questions I get a lot is, like, 
is Doug Detmer Wally Wood or is mm-hmm. uh, is Jeffrey Carlisle like uh, Chip Goodman? And it's not. I mean, they're just archetypes in life. They're people, you know, the, sure, yeah. the archetype of the difficult, talented artist is, you know, it's huge. I mean, it could be anybody. It could be Wally Wood. It could be Alex Toth. It could be Jack Cole. I mean, there's a lot of elements of different stories. And, and then there's new elements that I interjected because I want them, I wanted them to feel like they were part of the existing history. So the big thing for me was verisimilitude, like making it see, and something that Cavalier and Clay does really well is you read it, aside from a few fantastical things, you read it and you're like, huh, that could have happened. There could have been yeah. escapist comics. And I wanted someone to read this book and enjoy the mystery and then say, wow, I wouldn't be surprised if I found an issue of the legendary links like in a back issue bin in my comic mm-hmm. shop because th- this could have happened, you know? I love that also because you have to carve out your pocket as right. opposed, because if you put someone that you're sort of parodying a little bit there, then it sort of messes up that that reality you're trying to create. Exactly, yeah. And I really, my big worry, I think when when we signed the deal and I talked to my editor, I was like, I don't want this to be something where we're living in a world where Marvel and DC don't exist for like legal mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. And so, um, so you know, they're there. It, it's happening at the same time and it's all part of the same story. So that felt like it made it feel a little more legit, I guess. I think I know the answer to this one, but why <laughs> why include Miami as well? Obviously, that's a place that you know really well. You've written mysteries set, uh, uh, several mysteries set there, at yeah. least. Um, was there any temptation where it felt like, okay, I've already got 1970s York, I already got the comic book world, I don't need to work in this aspect as well? Or was that crucial and a part of it? I think it was crucial once, you know, once Carmen appeared... And I realized who she was, that she was Cuban-American, queer woman moving from Miami. She was from Miami. So it just kind of, that's, it, it would have just seemed more of a stretch to make it not from Miami. You know, like mm-hmm. the Cuban population in Miami is, was huge, is huge. Um, I guess, and I, I think it's a part of me. It's where I'm from. Like it's so many, you know, Carmen is a piece of so many people I know and so many friends I have that it just made, it just made sense to make it work. Yeah. If uh, if this book is a huge hit, or even if it's not, uh, do you think you're going to do a spinoff specifically of the comic book? We are. Yeah. You are. <laughs> we just announced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that. I'm yeah, sorry. Sandy I'm terrible and I are, at no, researching. No, 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 no. We, uh, we, just, we announced it, I think, late last week that we are doing legend, a Legendary Links comic with Zest World, at least for a digital oh, first. Awesome. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, and the, way, the cool thing about that is we're going to do it it'll be similar to what they did with the escapist books is that it's going to be treated in a very meta way. I think we're going to treat it like a lost graphic novel, you know, like those early graphic novels before graphic novels were a thing, like those awkward collections, like best right. of the links or something yeah, and like yeah. that cheesy, like eighties cover. And yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's, yeah. Too, it's not like disjunctive and it sort of <laughs> makes sense, but it doesn't quite match up. It's yeah. Like replaced an ad that was an ad with a new random panel that yeah pops up exactly <laughs> and then you'll have like a very like self-congratulatory intro from jeffrey carlisle like <laughs> right. Car- carmen will be credited like you know like it'll just uh it'll oh. it'll just really feel in world which is the hope now awesome. given that you have finished this and, and you've done series before do you feel like there's an opening here to create a secret identity to to spin this world out to Identity. 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 I already got it locked go. in. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, we're doing the next, my next book with Flatiron. It's going to be a, a sequel in the modern day. Um, wow. It's going to be set in comics. Uh, it'll be a different protagonist. It'll be a different mystery, but it'll be basically the opposite, the other side of the coin to secret identity. Oh, wow. it'll, it'll deal with like the commodification of art and the idea of IP and who owns characters. But Carmen oh, wow. will be there. Carmen will be there. Um, 
yeah, and I'm I'm working on it now, so it's been fun to write, and it's fun. Some of the characters from the first book will show up, um, but it's a new protagonist. She's a cartoonist, kind of like a a magazine artist, like a New Yorker artist who once wanted to work in comics but couldn't find a path in, and so she's moved on to this very lucrative, independent cartooning career. But um, an announcement goes up saying that this company called Triumph Entertainment is relaunching a new a dusty old character from the, the 70s called the legendary links and so there's this groundswell of social oh, media awesome. that wants this artist to take over the gig because they know she's a fan and she's made no bones of her love for this obscure little character and so she takes the gig and then starts getting these these anonymous messages from someone saying you should really look into who really created that character and oh, so wow. cool that sounds awesome. uh, both a great continuation, but also wildly topical with some of the subject matter. Um, how are you going to swim your way through that sort of mess? <laughs> uh, it's going to be a slow going, I think, but we'll see. We'll get there. <laughs> it's cool. But I, I also like setting a challenge where you like once you get the, the first run out of the way, it's sort of like, well, let's level up sort of dance between the raindrops. here. Yeah, I think the challenge with any sequel is that you want it to stand alone. You want people yeah. to be able to, if somebody hadn't picked up Secret Identity, they'd pick up this one and still be able to read it and enjoy it and, and understand, okay, maybe there's a first book I should get to, but still be entertained by what they read. Almost like a comic book. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. With a beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> well, speaking of which, you're working at Oni now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How's that going? How are things over at Oni? At the it's great. It's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have a great slate of books. They are very, it's a very creator-friendly company. We have, I mean top of you know stuff like jana the and the unpossible monsters cheer up yeah. i mean yeah. there's so many great titles and what i love about oni is that they have a really great backlist you know some of my favorite mm -hmm. books were published by oni like Stumptown, mm -hmm. queen and country uh six gun so wow yeah it's really it's a great team uh, a lot of good resources and yeah I, I felt like the right time to just kind of try something new yeah uh, is there anything coming out from them in particular that people should be looking for I feel like every time there's a Jana, new Jana issue, it's an event because to yeah, me, the, the Samney's, the Chris Samney's art is just magnificent, and he and you know he and Laura have crafted this really fun bone-like epic that I think once it's all done and collected into a nice omnibus, people are going to be reading it for a long time. And I've I've told them this. I was like, this is like a legacy book. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's great. I have a process question for you. Okay. With all your work at Oni, <laughs> when do you um, make the time to write uh, your your own stuff? Um, I don't have any hobbies, so it's like, you know, nice. I, I work during the day and then I put the, you know, I feed the kids, put them to bed, not, not in one movement, like give yeah. them food. <laughs> Take this spaghetti yes. to go to sleep. <laughs> Here's the pizza, go to sleep. No, uh, and then, um, and then usually at night, I usually write at night on weekends. Um, I don't have a lot, I, I don't really like play video games or watch that many movies, which is a bummer because wow. I like doing stuff like that, but you know. You know, just carve it out because I. It's also the good thing is like I'm doing something I love anyway, so it's like that's that's part of the fun when you get to make something that you're passionate about your career. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, sure. uh, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on. Always Thanks, a pleasure guys. seeing you. Congrats yeah, on the success. Seeing... So excited to read good. both Busy. books and the comic book. That's yeah, it's out great. now. Creating Thought a of mini empire already. Yeah. <laughs> the expanded the uh, the Alex Segura extended universe. Awesome, I love it, <laughs> Alex. Time. So good seeing you. Have a yeah, great man. night. Have a great evening, guys. All right. Yeah, yeah. Alex. There you go. Once Alex, you, the you have to leave as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just Alex, all Alex's Alex need to go. Alex Sorry is, about yeah. that. I apologize. Uh, 
The book is called Secret Identity. It's out now, written by Alex Segura. It's great. That Everybody guy's unbelievable. Go. He's writing all sorts of things. It's impressive. His range. He is. He's doing all sorts, is I like to what I like to say. Yeah. Is that that's licorice? All sorts is licorice? What? All you think about is candy. Both <laughs> all of you the guys. time. All the time, man. You're all trying weird candies and people. Oh, Kevin in the comments knows because we've established that Kevin is around 72 years old earlier yeah. tonight. So mm-hmm. he's aware that all sorts are liquorish, as am mm-hmm. I. And we're going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It is your audience question. <laughs> British candy on us here. The seventh and. In audience questions, this is pretty straightforward. If you're over on YouTube, drop a question in the comments. If you're here on Crowdcast, drop it and ask a question. But other than Will's Peacekeeper, what are you drinking tonight, folks? What you drinking, Pete? I'm having a little uh, vodka ginge, a little vodka and ginger ale. Mm. Nice. nice. Is it bubbly or flat? Bubbly. The vodka, nice. though, right? The vodka is bubbly. The ginger ale is flat. Treating yourself. Must be a, like a champagne night. I'm drinking one of my favorite beers, uh, Deschutes Fresh Squeeze. Deschutes. Very hard to get in New York, but I got this in Pennsylvania. So on us, then. But I was out in Portland last week, and I was at the Deschutes Brewery, which was oh, very cool. That is and very that's cool. That's where you lost your tooth. I, I lost uh, my tooth opening a tapa- packet of Tabasco sauce. I've switched over to a Bengali from Six nice. Point. Good, keeping it local. Yeah, which is good stuff. There we go. We got a couple of questions here, so why don't we jump into them? The first one here is from Stray Bullet. What would be your deathbed candy? <laughs> deathbed candy? Yeah. Wow. Rolos. <laughs> classic. He has it on the tip of his tongue with a Rolos. Rolo. In this Rolos. scenario, we assume you have all your teeth that can chew whatever, right? Yeah, well, yep. that feels yep. like an attack, but sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm you just saying they don't have to, to grind it up and your, give it. Lay them on your eyes like pennies so you can buy your fare <laughs> across the river sticks with a couple of Rolos. Garon's mm-hmm. like, ah, eh, whatever. Sure, I'll take a couple of Rolos. I guess no mine would be salt and vinegar potato chips. <laughs> what? That's not candy. Yeah. I'm dying here. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Dying candy, bro. Come on. I don't even really I... like candy. Oh, my God. I'd You're say Twizzlers. Ice. Brownies? People like Twizzlers you. for me. Regular brownies? Twizzlers. Yeah, oh, big cool. package of... And I'm talking like regulation Twizzlers. None of that, like, fruit junk or whatever, you know? You're the one who's pushing that garbage. I love Twizzlers. Yeah, Twizzlers are great. Uh, Good stuff. Hey, everybody should check out Candyman, our podcast about Sweet Tooth on Netflix, where we review a piece of candy and talk about an episode of Sweet Tooth. That was fun. I hope that show comes back so we can eat candy again. (laughs) I was going to say, the candy reviewing really overtook a lot of the (laughs) uh, breakdown, uh, thoughtful breakdown. When we talked about the showrunner, wasn't he like... What what was the eventual winner? The eventual winner was Snickers, Snickers. from season one. I mean, this, he was like, the I don't candy know. Is my Snickers, what are you people doing with your lives? Yeah, Snickers is the ultimate candy. And it, I guess it would be my answer. Um, wow, these are some existential questions here. This is from Pablo De Martinez. What's your go-to comic oh, when you feel like taking your mind out of reality and why? Ooh, great Ooh. question, Pops. Um, taking my mind out of reality. you know this is a very current one but a lot of 
like Avengers Forever, a lot of Jason Aaron stuff, even though it's very dark, it's so big and so arch and so ridiculous most of the time. It's just fun to read, you know? Yeah. I think that's a great answer, and I agree with you. Um, I mean, my first answer is sort of an easy one. It would be Star rereading Starman. Starman, like, yeah, my One of my favorite comic runs of all time. But mm-hmm. I think specifically the reason is I feel like when you read something that you love from a time in your life, uh, you can really step into step backwards in time in a way when you're rereading it. And oh, yeah. I think definitely. that's when I really want to like immerse myself and get away. Yeah, it depends on how badly i need to escape how like what's going on like if i'm just looking to have some fun and and just kind of like escape a little bit i i go with book hunter because it's light and hilarious if i'm in like kind of crisis and i'm i'm not doing too well i need to go all the way back to childhood so i gotta go to like old school tmnt type of thing where you know back in you know uh when when things were great and there was a lot of hope uh, you know, those were those were the oh, wow. things that kind of yeah. I, I hearing that Pete, it makes me think. Before we start every show, could you hold up whatever comic book uh, corresponds <laughs> to your mood? Sort of like a new a hostage newspaper, just so we can <laughs> sort of get a handle on what we got coming our way. This uh, is slightly apropos of this question, and I only bring it up because I was reminded of it this weekend. Uh, I was having um, breakfast with my parents, and I had completely no forgotten problem. about this, but apparently. Every summer, as when I was a kid, as soon as school was done, I'd be like, all right, time to read my entire comic collection from the beginning. And so it would get bigger every single year. But that was my initial project for the summer. As soon as school was done, I'd just put it down. I'd read the comics. And they'd be wow. like, the way my dad described it is uh, they'd be like, can you please go outside? And I'd be like, I have five comics to go. I can't go outside <laughs> yet. You truly are an easygoing nerd. That is, that's crazy. Please that's go outside, Alex. You're wasting away. You're so bad. <laughs> wow. I was. I would uh, take the comics outside and I'd read outside or book outside. Oh, wow. Uh, ooh, this is a related question from Kieran Broderick, but would you share your last death roll out? <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. Were, if, what if, uh, what, Pete, what if you and I were on a thinking comic book cruise ship, stuck in the same cabin, both going down, one roll between us? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole thing. If I'm, if I'm friends with the person. You know me, what I mean? Then, which you are <laughs> then I would give that. If I had two Rolos, I'd give them a Rolo, but you know. Have uh, you ever, with like a uh, girl you're dating, have you ever done the Lady in the Tramp thing, but with a Rolo? <laughs> uh, sure. I'd love to do that. Um, have you ever Lady in a Tramp with one of um, Kitten's 6 p.m. treats? Because you missed <laughs> that opportunity true. tonight, I'll tell you. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know what you're insinuating, but I don't appreciate it. Uh, little, great. This is little kitten kisses, <laughs> little nose rubs. This is the night. It's a beautiful night, and they call it feed your kitten. This is from Kevin. What's something for the real world that you first learned about through comics? I'm going to say sex. Go, what about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> really? That was your first exposure. Uh, that was it. Huh? Yeah. Can you believe it? The mm, nine panel funnies. A lot. Or... <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> And you're the, you married a clown, you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
definitely nudity. Definitely nudity. There was this Iron Man comic book that was like the first adult Iron Man comic book, and I was like, wow. But oh you got God. adult Iron Man comics like Tijuana Bibles. Kind of <laughs> yeah, All I've told this story before, where what I the... went to the Marvel offices and they were like, "Take whatever you want for this box," and I was like, "This Iron Man thing looks interesting." There's a scene of Iron Man in a hot tub with a bunch of naked ladies, and they're like, they're naked. <laughs> Wait, and they were like, yeah, little kid, take this. Life I, no, they didn't oh, stop me. They what probably didn't that? know that. Is, there I don't know scenes in each issue. Um, <laughs> I have an answer that um, I like. Um, New York City. When I, growing up in upstate New York, reading mm-hmm. comics, and I was like, that's New York. Both. Uh, like Spider-Man comics, Avengers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the cartoon. Hmm. Huh. Oh, the other one about sex was when uh, when Havoc slept with Madeline Pryor in the Outback. That was something I was like, what's going on here? Alex, Should really I keep going quick, with this? Should this I keep adding? A lot of quick memory recall. So yeah. Tell us the positions of the body. The bodies. <laughs> what? Don't... I mean, they were all in shadow the entire time. Oh, my God. Guys, what is which is where I took it from. Yeah. What is that? Turn the lights off and position them in such a way that it's kind of a rectangular <laughs> panel of light uh, casting. Uh, if you could say, oh gosh, oh golly, oh wow, the way that Chris Claremont writes it, that would be preferable oh as my well. God. What is Thank that? You. Your thought bubbles aren't matching up with what I think the thought bubbles were. <laughs> Could you say something like uh, the subtotal of my psychic powers? That would really get me going. Oh. <laughs> now we're getting specific. Excelsior! What's the next question? You didn't answer the question, Pete. I can't. You're erasing my brain and memories with your horrible thoughts and images. Hmm. Just right. list your favorite sex comics, Pete. Yeah. where Or just where did you first learn how to have sex? Oh, that's, <laughs> that was the that was that was the question, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, we got one more here. I think this is actually for both of you guys, not for me. This is from Pablo D. Martinez. What's your take on Hugh Grant up for being the next Doctor Who? Justin, Pete, Pete, Justin. I mean, Justin, sure. Pete. Why not? Right? I um, <laughs> Pete. This sort of applies to the rom com beat, at least a little bit. Yeah. You have to be a Hugh Grant guy. Flopsy. Yeah, get Flopsy in there. So this is... All right, I'll talk about this as the one Doctor Who fan on the podcast. So there is a classic British tabloid-style rumor that Hugh Grant is going to take over as the Doctor in the next season of Doctor Who. Russell T. Davis, who reinvented it in 2005, is coming back, so they believe that there's going to be another similar reinvention. Is it possible? I guess they could do that, but more likely they're not going to do that. Um, As is, he would be totally fine as the Doctor. They can... That that would be okay. I do think Jodie Whittaker, who is the current Doctor, is fantastic at the Doctor, not served very well right. by the stories that they're telling with her. Uh, the episodes have not been great. Um, I hope that they don't dial back on, well, we already had a Lady Doctor, so we don't have to have another Lady Doctor. If anything, I th- wish they would double down on it and be like, no, this was not a one-off thing that we're trying. We're going ahead with this. But we will see what it is. Uh, whatever it is, it's exciting that Russell T. Davies is coming back. Uh, I think he's going to do a great job with it. He did an amazing job to begin with. He's only grown as a storyteller and done incredible, incredible 
TV series over the years in between. So should be a lot of fun. We do actually have a couple of other questions that came in. This is from Nelson Martinez over on YouTube. Are you guys excited for season three of The Boys? And what did you think of the trailer? I am excited. That show really. Yeah, what's up? Um, the tube. I am excited for. Um, I think the boys season two, especially, has really like loomed much larger than I initially thought when I watched it, and it's become like just such a big show and something to really look forward to. That trailer was a lot. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it, it came out of South by Southwest. It was just a nonstop barrage of insane images to the point where. And this is, I think, what they were going for. Like, it's too much. It was overwhelming, the amount of things that were happening there. You can't really put it together as a story. But like you were saying, Justin, I'm very excited for the show to come back. Season two was phenomenal. Um, And apparently season three is totally wild. What about you, Pete? Yeah, super excited. I mean, we were there, uh, you know, seeing the first episode in the movie theater for that event we did. Oh, Uh, yeah. Right when we like kind of saw that with the live audience and that kind of like first big move of running through that person, it was and just like, like I was like, oh, this is a different kind of show, and they kind of know exactly what they're doing. So I was, I've been nothing but impressed with the show. Can't wait for more. Do we, real quick, do we still have those hats, Pete? I think I have them. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So if anybody wants a boy's hat, Hit up Justin. We've got like what? Yeah, come by. I'll shout my address at the end of the episode, and you can just pop Sweet. over anytime. Sounds great. Bonus we... points if you're a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Two last questions here. This is from Lawananana, and they're related. Uh, do you think Kevin is a vampire or a werewolf? And relatedly, are you Team Jacob or Team Edward? <laughs> wow! Wow. Um, I think Kevin is a vampire who doesn't eat human blood, but puppet blood. I think he is a vampire that uh, lives off McDonald's. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, it has somehow kind of. Uh, I, th- oil. He I think I think he's a vampire. I think he's a vampire that eats all sorts, which is old timey licorice. So there you go. Oh boy! Uh, And Team Edward was anybody like they played that up a lot. I know nobody wants to know the answer to this, but they really played up the whole like Team Edward, Team Jacob thing. Was anybody actually Team Jacob? Because I don't think so. I think it. Wait a second. Was he the werewolf? Jacob was the werewolf, right? Yeah, I'm Team Jacob. You're Team Jacob. That's right. Taylor Lautner. This is a why? Because the werewolf. That's why. Friday Night Lights. Cause werewolf, he was uh, also he was he's been amazing in some funny he's had some funny roles he killed in that one rom com where he was playing that uh, he was like dating Taylor Swift it was a really funny scene. All right, no idea. I've never seen the Twilight movies. Oh, uh, Valentine's Day, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I saw the first one and I actually thought it was better than I thought, and then I went to see the second one in theaters, and that was ranks among one of my worst movie going experiences because I remember my soul at some point feeling like it literally was leaving my body. Was I was like, this movie has been half of my life so far; it is never going to end. Nothing. I'm going to be trapped here forever. This is a horrifying, horrifying, terrible movie experience. So oh, there you go. 
Team Edward. Amazing. And that is it for your audience questions. We are going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn over to Pete LePage. All right. This is uh, part where we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win a $25 Midtown Comics gift card uh, online uh, so you can safely buy comics. Uh, Zalbs, do, are we picking from the stream or is it a pre-registered? Person? From the stream to our team today, if you want to be on trivia, just say hand up or me, me, me over in the comments on Crowncast. Or if we don't get somebody on Crowncast, First YouTube as person. well. Just let us know, and we will try to work it out, though. It will be a little bit of a delay. Whoever wants to come in, $25 is going to be yours. What a great deal. Nothing, it is. Sweet. Nothing deal. better. And if uh, and if somebody doesn't choose it, uh, the Justin and I will compete for $25 for a charity of our choice. All right. Wow. We've never really done that before. Yeah. Uh, how we do we compete? Once. How do we compete in this journey? Well, we both represent. Oh, we got a hand up from Paul Fernkoff. Hey, Paul. Yes, all right. Paul. There we go. Well, take that, Charity. I'm going to bring Paul <laughs> to you. That's no way to talk about Paul. <laughs> Here. Hello, hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Ooh, Paul. That's a great room you're in there, Paul. Look that's at amazing. that stack. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, well, yeah. Pete, why yeah, don't you take it away with the trivia? Homeless. All right. Uh, today's trivia is on topical comic news and a small gotcha. nod to the legend Mitchell Ryan, R.I.P. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one. Who is putting together a new team in Legion of X out April 20th? <laughs> is it A... Nightcrawler, B Wolverine, or is it C Alan Arkin? So it's either A Nightcrawler a. or it's B. No, oh, Wolverine. got it. A A is correct. Yeah, nice, nice job. Here we go. Huge Question Alan number Arkin two. Man. Speaking of April, what final final issue is coming out April twenty seventh? Is it A? Island Grinder number seven. B, TMNT, the last Ronin number five. Or is it C, Jenna Elfman? So B. it's either A, which is incorrect, or it's Crushing B. it. Yeah. Nice job. Nice, nice job. Here we go. Last one. Jenna Elfman. Who is writing Riddler year one due out in October? Is it A, Greg Pak should be? Or is it B, Paul Dano? Or is it C, Joan Cusack? So it's either A, Greg Pak, or it's B, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yes. Congratulations. Correct, yes. You have won a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics. Shoot us an email, comicbookclublive at gmail.com to get it sent to you. And do you have a guess? to the secret movie that Pete was referencing in his third answers. I don't I don't know it. All right. It's is all right. Kevin, Kevin correct? Is, is correct. it gross yeah. gross point blank? Great movie. Correct. Classic. There you go. All right, Paul, congratulations. Love, oh, the room. love your Thanks room. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Great room. Sorry, Paul. sorry, right. Charity. <laughs> I never apologize. All right, there we go. And if you want to do trivia, I've dropped the form in the uh, comments here on Crowdcast and YouTube. 
or uh, you can check it out on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Before we wrap up here, new comic books coming out all the time. What are you guys looking forward to? Pete, what are you looking forward to that's coming out this week? Uh, i tell you what I'm looking forward to is Wolverine patch number one. I was going to say, there's a lot of Pete in this uh, upcoming comic yeah. book day. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. Also, Detective Comics 1058, but I don't want to take them all. I want. Uh, there's a lot of great comics coming out, though. Justin, what about you? I'm just going to pick one more for Pete. Venom Lethal Protector number one that I think. Oh, really? That's on your list? Nice. No, that's that's not my list. I'm saying that's one you would want to say. Oh, yeah. Definitely if I could get another one for sure. But I want to take them all. How about Uh, you pick one? Department of Truth number 17. A comic that I really love. And um, uh, every issue takes another step forward. And this one is really crystallizing a lot of the sort of backstory. I'm looking forward to We Have Demons, number one, from Dark Horse Comics. This is mm. reteaming Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. They were an incredible team over on Batman. It'll be exciting to see what they are going to do on a creator-owned property. And uh, very coincidentally, all those titles are going to be in the Stack podcast. That, that is crazy. What are the odds? It's weird how that keeps happening every week. There are a lot of comics out there. It's also, drop if you in... guys aren't going to uh, bring it up, I wanted to uh, Ghost Cage. Am I getting that? Oh, uh, title? yeah, Ghost Cage from Image Comics by Nick Dragota yeah. and Caleb Golner. Oh, yeah, also really great. If you like East of West, I think you might like that book. Yeah, if you like ghost cages or ghosts in cages, check out Ghost Cage number one. All of those titles are going to be in the Stack Podcast that drops in the Comic Book Club feed and its own dedicated Stack feed every Wednesday at nine a.m. And folks, yeah, here I'm going to break up. <laughs> I did it. Nailed it. That is it for this week's show. A couple of people we we need to thank. Alex Segura for coming on the show. Check out Secret Identity in bookstores everywhere right now. Next week on the show, Jason Aaron is going to be here. Yes! Can you believe it? In your face, Pete! Yeah, he's going to talk about Punisher, Avengers, probably a couple of other things. We'll probably things. just sure. talk to him about Punisher the whole time, though, right, guys? Let's see. Come Are you going to yell at him? Come on, yell at him? Just don't we'll yell see at him. A couple of other things we want to plug. Riverdale After Dark, our Riverdale podcast is back, so you can check that out now on Sundays. Patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show and also get great cocktail recipes. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast, and many more. Until next time, good night. Good night, everybody. Take care of yourself out there. Feed your kids.